happy Thanksgiving week. Well, thank you, Peggy. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We are full blown in the holiday spirit. Our halls are being decked. We got lots of food, lots of cookies, lots of Christmas stuff. Christmas movies are going. The threat of Santa's in full force. Life is good. Just so we're clear, we started this by saying Thanksgiving, right? Yes. Okay. But you're in full Christmas mode already. They all go together. <laughs> Some would argue with you. I'm thankful for Thanksgiving or for Christmas. How's that? Does that work? Well, I'm going to go with work. it. it what, but it wasn't on your list of things you were thankful for for this year's annual What Are We Thankful For podcast. It was not, no. No, I, you know, I inundated you. You wanted five, I gave you 10. So I already had to whittle it down. That's true. I, I have the sense, given given how quickly they flew out of you, that if we had needed a top 100, you could have gotten me there. I probably could have. Well, you know, it never hurts, right? I suppose not. So, But as you said, in this podcast, we are doing our annual tradition of kind of counting down what we're thankful for this year. You know, Thanksgiving, I, I make a joke about it being pre-Christmas, but it really is a fantastic time to kind of reflect on all the blessings that you have and everything that, you know, is, is going right in your life, everything that you appreciate and kind of it's a real good opportunity to recenter and refocus. Yeah, it's actually my favorite holiday. Okay. Uh, I'm, I mean, I enjoy Christmas. Not Black Friday? And other holidays. No. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't care less about Black Friday. But I will say Thanksgiving is, even though I know it stresses a lot of people out because it involves family, I find it to be uh, less annoying than the other holidays. Okay. Well, I enjoy it too. You don't sound convinced by my, uh, by my, <laughs> my defensive Thanksgiving is saying is not as annoying as other holidays. <laughs> Didn't really resonate with you. No, not really, but that's all right. I, I like it all. You know, I I like Thanksgiving because it's an opportunity for the whole family to get together and just enjoy each other's company and play games and you're not on the hook for gifts. That's always a good thing. Yeah. I agree. There's with a that. lot of pressure with Christmas um, that, that you just don't have with, with Thanksgiving. And you have all the good food That's and cookies right. and desserts and turkey cupcakes and all that stuff. What is a turkey cupcake? Wait a second. Before we get into this list, what is a turkey cupcake? Um, you take the stuffing in the bottom of a muffin tin, and then you layer on a little bit of gravy, and then you layer on turkey, and then you add mashed potatoes, and then you bake it. I've never heard of such a thing before. Oh, they're good. How has this eluded me? I don't know, life? but now you're wanting one, aren't you? I kind of do. Yeah. It's like one of my favorite things growing up was go. It's like you know, if if you have to go in your car somewhere and you're driving, you can kind of just take your Thanksgiving meal, you know, a handful at a time into go cup. They're perfect. And when you cook them in a muffin tin, everything gets crunchy and caramelized. Oh, they're good, and they freeze great. So that's an added bonus for our listeners. Now you know how to make turkey cupcakes. You can freeze them, and you can have Thanksgiving in July. I really need to raise my food game. You do. I'm disappointed. <laughs> You're not the first. <laughs> <laughs> 
Many have been disappointed by me before, and many will be in the future. So, hey, let's go into your list. What are your – you actually have a top six. I do. We, we did five, but you, you, got a, you, you got a bonus pick. I do. Well, my uh, last so. one kind of wasn't that positive, so I thought I should probably go with the other five to you know elevate, and then I'll bring it all back down. Okay, great. Take us away, Peggy. Um, so the first thing that – and these are in no particular order. Okay. Uh, actually, okay. No, I'm gonna do no order. Although, um, <laughs> no, I'm gonna stick with that. I, it, it's gonna be no order, but if there was an order, this one would be last on my list. How's that? <laughs> Fine. Okay. Um, I I hope I hope everyone listening isn't as confused as I am right now. There's five things. There's five things. Peggy's going to talk about them in whatever order she wants. That's right. Um, and, okay. Um, but this one but would be last. This one would be last. But it's still yeah, important because it made from the top ten to the top five. So, right. um, journaling. Journaling has been a fantastic outlet for me throughout my lifetime, um, especially this year. This has been a, an incredibly rough year for us. Um, and journaling has really been a great outlet for kind of providing a conduit to release those emotions and feelings and frustrations and fears and anxiety in a safe way. Um, I found, you know, that if you hold on to those negative feelings, they, they really do become toxic um, and you need an outlet. And when you're a parent, you can't really break down in front of your kids because then they go into full-blown freak-out mode. And I don't want to do that to them. So when I start to feel overwhelmed, um, when I start to feel hopeless, when I start to feel useless, I found that journaling really kind of brings me back to center. Yeah, just, you know, being able to spill that stuff out someplace and get it get it out of your brain is important. And um, I, don't, I don't journal in in a long form way but i will say this year i did adopt something called bullet journaling which is it's it's partially about getting information out of your brain it's also partially sort of an organization system and just a, a way to log what you're doing um so it's kind of a, a very edited form of long form journaling but i will say there is something nice about just having a book around you during the day and jotting down important things as as they come to your brain and having it there for um, posterity. Well, I'm going to burn mine, so I don't really want it for posterity. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got mine stacked up on a on a bookcase. I don't want my kids when, books. you know, when I die someday to go back and find these things and realize, you know, that mom didn't have it all together. So Yeah, they'll never figure yeah, that no, out. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, you'll cover your tracks by burning the That's girls. right. Uh, so my next one kind of leads into this is uh, my kids have such – they're so different um, and so unique. And, you know, there's an eight-year age difference between them. And I love every minute of it. And my older one's interests are just so – kind of out there and wonderfully eclectic. And my little one is just, you know, 
finds happiness in looking at a leaf. I mean, just squeals with delight. And I love how, how they just bring diversity and such unique perspectives and unique experiences and unique interests. And I love that. So I'm so thankful that, that my kids, you know, have, have the, the courage to really try new things and, and find the path, especially my older one, find what's right for him and what he enjoys, even if it kind of isn't the mainstream. It is remarkable how different kids raised in exactly the same environment with exactly the same parents and largely the same rules are so wildly different. Isn't it fascinating? It is. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, m- my three couldn't be more different from each other than, you know, than three strangers, but clearly they're all related. It's, it's really it's cool. Great. And uh, Robbie has started taking guitar this year. Um, and I just, I love sitting and listening to him play and, and he, he was accepted into the rock band. So now he's going to be starting to do performances and my little one dances to it. And it's just great. It's great. Is he covering Night Ranger he yet? He's not covering Night Ranger yet. No, but he's hoping right. to, because he, he is, he, he does play with the Night Ranger pick though, that he got from Brad Gillis at one of the concerts. Brad Gillis, world's fastest guitar player at one time. I don't know anything. So about that. self-proclaimed. Okay. Yeah. I, I I used to be a guitar guy. I used to have guitar magazines and stuff. I'd subscribe to all that stuff and you had all these guitar heads and Night Ranger was, you know, they were a big band in kind of the late eighties, early nineties, but Brad Gillis was just a monster guitar player and his main claim to fame was I play very fast. Okay. So that that impresses you. Yeah. Then that's a good thing. You know what? He's he loves Night Ranger. It's something that he and Scott do, so it's all good. Whatever. <laughs> I just go along with the ride. I find the tickets for him. Um, so my next one is fantastic health insurance. Um, you know, I get frustrated with the the insurance establishment. Um, but for my medical care and for my prosthetic care, because they're both through two different venues uh, because mine is covered through workers comp for my for my leg Um, but my medical health insurance and the family health insurance um, is is just top of the line and I'm so thankful for that that you know my my little one has a lot of health problems and you know when when we go to the hospital when he gets his infusions the last thing I have to worry about is are we going to be able to pay for this and I know that I am so incredibly lucky that, that a lot of families aren't in that position. Um, so I'm really, really grateful that we have great health insurance. Yes. And I have kind of the inverse of this on my list, but um, you're absolutely right. And um, I, I, I think certainly, we, you know, we've talked about this a lot in the past, for people with limb loss and limb difference overall, I think the last uh, six years or so have seen a, a decided improvement in um, at least the availability of prosthetics um, without certain restrictions and, um, and types of uh, exclusions and, and cost shifting that's uh, certainly fairer now than it was, um, was before that. But Still, the overall quality of health insurance in the United States, by and large, is not not great. And if you're lucky enough to have great insurance, um, it's a it's a real safety. Absolutely, 
Um, and then going along with that for the advances that have, have been happening, it continue to happen and will happen in the future in medicine and in prosthetic technology. You know, I think of, of where, what I was wearing when I first became an amputee to what I'm using now. Um, I'm also grateful for, you know, when you have a child with an autoimmune issue, they're doing so many, so much research and so many breakthroughs that, that I just don't take any of that for granted anymore. Sure. And I am so thankful for my family and my friends. Um, you know, it's, you know, if it wasn't for their strength, if it wasn't for them kind of being my cheerleader, providing me respite, um, making me laugh, making me cry, and just unconditional support, um, I don't know where I would be. And, you know, Dave, I'm, I'm very grateful to count you as a friend, you and Kara. Um, that's something I definitely consider a blessing, especially this Thanksgiving. Oh, that's very sweet. And we feel exactly the same way about you and Scott. And the kids. So, and number six, your bonus one is um, I have not hidden the fact that 2019 has been a royal suck fest, and I'm very, very happy that it's coming to an end. <laughs> that's that's not going to be on the ball when it drops this year. <laughs> it should be though. <laughs> 2019, a suck fest. So. That's it. I, well, that's I'm looking excellent. forward. I usually hate New Year's. I'm actually looking forward to it this year. I want, I just want to move on. I'm just done. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. We all have those years at different times. All right, we'll go to all my All right, list. hit me with them. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to frame this. You had, your, your list was given intentionally in disorder. I will give my list in order. Uh, I guess, from silliest to most serious. So I will start with born shoes. I'm very thankful for born shoes. You might say, Dave, what are born shoes? Well, it's a brand of shoes. And the really excellent thing about born shoes is that they look kind of cool. They are not crazy expensive. And even though they tend not to come with super amazing, uh, you know, soft foam treads and cushion heels and all of this, the insoles on them are fantastic so that when you walk in them as an amputee, they're just incredibly comfortable. And I've, since I became an amputee, I don't think I've ever owned a pair of loafers until this year when I bought a pair of barn loafers because every other pair of shoes I buy from them is so darn comfortable. And I put these ones on. And lo and behold, even with a very, very soft, thin rubber, no, I shouldn't say soft, it's just a very thin rubber tread and it's kind of rigid, I can walk in them. I'm so, actually looking them up right now. Cool. I've never heard of them, but I'm going to check them out. They're cute too. Yeah, that's it. they just, they work. You know, they, they're really comfortable and I've got probably three or four pairs of them now, different types of born shoes. So they're really good. So that's the, the fifth thing I'm most thankful for. The, the next thing, again, going from sort of silliest to most serious, is Spotify. Um, I really like music. I really like podcasts. And Spotify just keeps giving me content that wherever I am, I can listen to. Uh, when I'm on planes, I'm putting artist playlists on on. Uh, 
shuffle indefinitely. I sometimes will be listening to, I've flown across the country and I will admit have listened to the same song on repeat for six hours straight, which I'm not proud of, but you can do it. And then, um, you know, I, I have been immersing myself in um, great events in history through another podcast called Hardcore History, which uh, this this maniac, Dan Carlin, um, puts out about once every six months and each podcast is about four and a half hours long, it feels like, um, discussing one part of one famous event in history. I'm, I'm in the middle of his World War One podcast right now. Robbie listens to that as well. Yeah, it's six. It's six episodes. Each of them is three plus hours long, and it's just fascinating. Yeah, he loves it. It's really, really cool. So, um, God bless you, Spotify. Thank you for being in my life. I can't imagine, can't even remember the days when um, I was doing this all on cassette or, heaven forbid, as a kid, a record player. Um, so that's number four on my list. Uh, number three. Um, I'm going to go with the limb loss, limb difference community as a whole and the caregivers who uh, pay attention to us and help us get along. Um, my professional life, Peggy, has shifted more into this arena in the last year as I've been much more involved with, um, with patient care and with a wide range of people who are providing that care, prosthetists, physical therapists, occupational therapists. And I am just continually reminded of what an awesome group of people this is every day. And it never ceases to amaze me. It is definitely the the kind of the silver lining in being part of this community. The benefit is you get to be part of an awesome community. Yeah, you know, I, I I was at an event last week um, connected to work, and and I met I, I met a gentleman who I've actually seen him once before, but don't really know him, and um, introduced myself, and we were talking, and you know his story is it on the one hand it's sort of the average story of of a guy who is now an above the knee amputee, and on the other hand it's just as fascinating and interesting as every other story out there, and he's just a super cool dude. I was talking to him, and he runs a support group, and he does all kinds of cool stuff, and just a really, really amazing guy. And then I, I bookended that on the back end of the same trip by talking to a physical therapist who has been treating amputees for most of her professional career. That's kind of become her passion project. And she's telling me about how she got into it and where she had been before becoming a physical therapist and why she enjoys it so much and what her vision is for the future of patient care for uh, people with limb loss and limb difference. And it's just staggering the level of commitment and the level of passion for the job. And I was, I was so fired up after talking to her. I was like, Oh my God, this is so cool. So I'm very thankful for, for everyone in the community and and the people who, who are around it on the care side. Um, It's just awesome. Really is awesome. Um, Number two on my list, this is the one that was the inverse of yours where you were saying health insurance, which you typically need if you've got a health issue. When you don't have health issues, when you actually are healthy, it's really a great thing. And I've been lucky the last year to not have any major health issues. And um, and on the flip side of that, you know, I've I've got family members, not my immediate family uh, so much, but certainly in my extended family that have um, not been so lucky. And you know, dealing with a relative who has Alzheimer's disease and um, other other types of ailments with other extended family members and it really makes you appreciate man 
you know, even with limb loss, when you're healthy, that's, it's a wonderful thing. And it's something you shouldn't ever take for granted. So I'm very thankful that um, at least this year, knock on wood, uh, knock exactly. On, knock on wood. I've, I've got my health. Um, and the last one for me, Peggy, you know, I, 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 I usually do family and friends just like you do for number one. And I see you, had, you had taken that smartly in your draft. So I, I was trying to figure out a, a different way to come at it. And I decided to go with kindness. I'm thankful for kindness wherever it comes from, because as you are aware, or you may have heard, we live in somewhat polarizing times. Yes, right we now. do. There seems to be a lot of negativity. If you turn on the news, no matter which side of the political spectrum you lean, you trend towards pretty much half the population is a bunch of idiots and morons, whichever side you're, exactly. you're coming from. And I don't fundamentally believe that. I think there are people who have beliefs and philosophies that I don't agree with. But I find that when I travel across the United States and I actually talk to people, many of whom I know come from a different uh, set of political values than I do, I find that they're actually all generally, for the most part, decent, caring, awesome people. We just have different political philosophies. And um, I am struck by how much kindness there actually is in the world when you get away from Fox News and MSNBC and CNN and any other news outlet that's out there. You know, there's far more that connects us than separates us. And when you go out and actually talk to people, I think you see more of that than less in general. So um, for those of you who are out there just trying to do the right thing and be nice no matter who it is that you're running into and no matter what your personal views are, thank you because it's awesome and it makes getting up every day a lot easier. It makes a huge difference. It costs nothing to be nice. Yep. You were right. I like that one. So there you go. That's our our 2019 What We're Thankful For list. All right, Dave. I hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving. You as uh, well. Travel safely. We will talk again soon. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Bye. Bye.